all the facts. What's I think I'm getting bitten by a spider and getting leukemia <laughs> from the radioactive spider. Yeah. And that was all like a dream. Exactly. And he's like, yeah. oh no, my uncle is just dead anyway. Yeah. <laughs> it's all been worthless. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes to Freddy Krueger's house and kills himself. That's a Spider-Man movie. <laughs> Welcome to Retro Rejects, episode whatever, where we're talking about Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors, and other things around that. So, welcome. Yeah, no. So, do you think it's the best out of the sequels? Well, I guess uh, you know me so well that all of the uh, sequels in a series of films just tend to blend into the one. Yeah, it's really, so say, I'm it makes just no like, sense to whatsoever. No, no. exactly. Yeah, have you ever? Have, can you remember seeing any of the Nightmare on Elm Street sequels? I can remember seeing most of them. I think, yeah, but they all just blend together. It's so all just like got, Freddy killing teens, and that's it. Yeah, but like, Which is why I was wondering why you're like three in particular. <sighs> You have to say why dream for you, but you probably haven't seen the other ones. Now. <laughs> I you, can you remember? I can remember Freddy versus Jason. I can remember the first one. I can remember a lot of them, yeah, but they Freddy all just ver- blend together. Yeah, Freddy versus Jason sticks out. I think. Well, would you've looked at Nightmare on Elm Street when you were younger? Do you have any emotional attachment to um, a paedophile killing children? Oh, I love them absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. There's a soundbite for you. Um, yeah, I would have seen like um, Nightmare on Elm Street when I was a kid, but it didn't. It wouldn't have been one of the ones that resonated entirely with me as a kid. You know, like the mm. usual sort of Batman, Indiana Jones. Star Wars type thing yeah it's fun when you say it like that yes. <laughs> like what was it see this is the whole thing about kind of like we're going to be covering probably an awful lot of 80s horror movies mm. over the, the course of the podcast but it's like what was it in the 80s where people had like I mean the whole thing with Nightmare on Elm Street was how it became so popular well I don't know how it became so popular really like I mean like the first one is an amazing movie I think mm-hmm. um, it was made on a small budget some really unusual fucking shit in that for the time but at the same point a lot of 80s horror movies at the time had really unusual shit in mm-hmm. like you know it was a, like a very creative period but um like I mean New Line Cinema was a new um, production or new fucking kind of what, what's the word for it yeah I suppose production company yeah. production company yeah um, and uh, like I mean they became known as the house that Freddie built because they made so much money off the first one of course they rushed the sequel mm-hmm. uh, oh god I can't even remember what the sequel was called but, Nightmare on Elm Street 2 uh, yeah Freddie's back oh. Freddy's chest back in the hood Freddy's shoulders mm, yeah. but it was I suppose it was like I mean I suppose around that time you hadn't like um, there were Halloween 2 would have definitely been out but I don't think there was like big franchising kind of things and like mm. a nightmare or not nightmare in Street fucking Friday the 13th mm-hmm. but I think it was around 3 when that kind of started turning into a franchise because it was only then the hockey mask came out like yeah. first one Friday the 13th was the mother doing the murders uh, for people you, you might hear it every now and again or a cat sound like a fucking 1930s gangster in the background <laughs> we have a pup and the two of them are kind of getting acquainted with each other but mm, the cat is not taking to it too well and just spends his time balling the yeah, go, meow, see <laughs> um but uh, yeah, but like a uh, yeah, Friday Thirteenth only really. So I suppose it was all around the same time that these franchises are developing. Uh, but like a Nightmare on Elm Street two did so badly, 
at the time that New Line were even considering dumping it. Um, I think it did okay in the cinema, but it was just like, it was a mess of a movie. I think in later years, did you, do you ever see it? Do you remember seeing it? What do I, you mean do I remember seeing it? A Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2. Like I said, I've seen all the films but at one stage. Or any but no, it doesn't stand uh, out. Well, it was. The thing, I think I've only looked at it maybe once or twice, mm. and it was when it came out, and even kind of at whatever age I was, under ten, mm-hmm. um, being massively disappointed and kind of confused by it, where it was just like, this is not, you know, it was just really weird. Um, I think. In, so tell me why it was weird. Well, it was the whole thing that Freddie was possessing someone hmm. and as he became real and it was like a big kind of like he murdered a bunch of people at a swimming pool party at the end of it in real life. Huh? You know, it didn't have all those kind of dream elements in hmm. it like that the first one had and then that like the, the rest of the movies hadn't it. Um, <clears throat> I think years later then it became, kind of got picked up by like the, the gay community saying that it was... Um, a metaphor for people coming out and you know then when you look back at it kind of like a bit older and so if you can see all the but I don't know if it was intentional some people that were involved in the movie say that it was intentional other people say that it was totally unintentional all the erotic stuff yeah, yeah it was just kind of just a bad movie really mm. But I, like the effects were kind of shit in it as well you know Freddy was just you know it was just a, it's just a bad movie mm. um I think it's probably been saved by the the rest of the series the, the whole yeah. gay thing yeah. you know kind oh, of as a movie okay. like yeah. with it, whereas if it does have that subtext to it and like I mean if people that were gay at the time kind of like felt it to help them in some way then that's a good thing like mm. you know but um, it was like three was the movie that kind of really that won your heart was that it? gave birth yeah. to like Freddy Krueger as, as we know him today. as we know him yeah um I think for a lot of people when you talk to them they'll say it's their favourite out of sequels mm. so I think it was like um, movies that I would have seen say with groups of people when I was younger would have mm. been It the TV series um, probably Salem's Lot and this was one of them as well but for those it seemed to be the same thing as well mm. so I think it was just in the 80s it was a thing where you kind of like when you're young probably too young to be looking at it watching it with your friends yeah um, bit of safety and security in numbers eh yeah but mm. even, like, I mean, the thing is it's not a scary movie and mm. it's not overly gory either so I think it is that weird kind of thing even though it Wait now, is this the one where Freddy turns into a giant snake and tries to eat someone? Yeah, but it's not that good. There's no, he doesn't eat someone. There's not like blood spewing. I know, out well, I know it's like yeah. eating heads off That's people. That's still fairly horrifying and terrifying, though. Yeah, I suppose it depends if you're scared of worms like, or snakes. <laughs> but uh, it was, you know, I think there was just something about that movie that still resonates with people. Mm. Um, uh, from that time about it but like I mean you compare it to like I, I saw four and five a few times years and years ago and I hadn't had any kind of and didn't really want to go back now I must go back and re-watch them because I think they take up with like the dream warriors getting murdered at the start of four uh, mm-hmm. uh, spoiler yeah. um, and uh, then and then kind of like I can't even remember five it was something to do with like a child being born, Freddy. It got kind of very soap opery, I remember, mm. where it was just like, oh. Yeah. And then six, I think it was Freddy's Dead, right. which was, I think that was the one that finished it off. But I quite liked that one. I have fond memories of mm. that as a, an actual Nightmare on Elm Street movie. But I think we, we might have actually went back looking at that a few years ago and it was kind of like, oh my God, this is, you can see how it kind of killed off the movie. Mm. And, um, then there was like a new nightmare 
which kind of why I wanted it. A New Nightmare was the original script mm. or a similar script that, that um, with, for part three, I think where part three kind of came back. But on the, part two being so bad and New Line kind of saying, well, look, if we're going to do, maybe if we got Robert or fucking not Robert England, Wes Craven back involved with it, um, writing it in some way or doing directing it we could have another hit on our hands. Hmm. Uh, he couldn't come back directing because he was doing something else, but he said that he'd do the script because he wanted to kind of have his contract renegotiated so he could get more money from it. Because, like, no one thought Nightmare on Elm Street to be hmm. a hit. Um, and, like, he just wanted to get that put into his contract and to get money from the sequels and stuff. <laughs> but uh, Smart. He um, His original uh, idea was basically a new nightmare where it was, like, Freddy Krueger was terrorising the cast of A Nightmare on Elm Street in real life which if any if you, can you remember New Nightmare? I can vaguely remember it alright yeah uh, mm. I thought that was very good mm. I thought that was a really really good it was well ahead of its it tanked mm. massively tanked and I, that killed off the franchise for a fucking long 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 time yeah there, um, I suppose it was a bit, as I say ahead of its time a bit scream I yeah, mean, you know, very it's, it's like yeah. sort of yeah, breaking the fourth wall as such and all mm. that kind of stuff. Now I do seem to remember that it, it gets a bit boring. I think at times, or, you know, I think there is there's definitely pacing problems with it. Mm-hmm. But like, I mean, if it had to be done in like an eighty seven, I think was the Dream Warriors. I don't think people would have you know um, but anyway they, it got rewritten by Frank Darabont who was mm. one of them and they say the other oh, guy right. that, and that's mm-hmm. where they got the Dream Warriors from but there was two other movie ideas floating around at the time or maybe three hmm. well yeah no there, yeah, well, there would have been three actually yeah there was another one Wes Craven's one where it was um that the Dream Warriors was more based on this version of the script where it was that these kids were showing up in this town and killing themselves in a house and it turned out that it was Freddy Krueger's old house where he was born and he was luring the kids through mm-hmm. their dream but he was getting these kids that were like say Nancy in the first one that were kind of dream warriors that could beat him hmm. in the thing but he was getting stronger for killing all these different so it was getting rid of the, the Elm Street hmm. um, equation out of it yeah. mm-hmm. so it was just his whole thing that he was killing these children that could beat him in his dreams that had mm. these powers in their dreams um, so it was then the story took off with Nancy looking for her father who was like going around trying to find his house and burn it down for some reason mm. and then she landed in the town where the house was and there was a mental hospital there with those kids and you know so it was kind of like elements of dream warriors and it mixed with this whole thing with the house mm. um, but they thought that suicide was too touchy an element yeah. at the time fairness, so they yeah. didn't kind it's, of go into yeah. it well teen suicide yeah. uh, then there was a prequel which was being touted around by um, John Saxon right um, about like the whole thing but in his version which I think is really good what I taught when they were doing the, the remake which was a terrible remake uh, what that was kind of hinting at that Freddy was innocent that he wasn't doing anything to the kids but in the town people got and that's why he was after coming back because it was mm-hmm. like this he was getting revenge uh, for you know yeah um, and then Robert England had a, a version um, that he was pitching called I think it was Funhouse where it was um uh, Freddie was kind of like in that, that house and he was luring kids into it and there was booby traps in it. Um, but I think they ended up doing that as... Um, do you remember Freddie's Nightmares? 
I had told you I can't differentiate between them. It was a TV so, yes. series, so okay, no. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was like a Tales from the Crypt oh, thing right. with Freddy, okay. um, all mm-hmm. and kind of wrongly built at the time when it came out because I saw it on video. Hmm. Uh, that she kind of thought that it was a Nightmare on Elm Street to- story, you know, that it was yeah. like all oh, about, but it wasn't. He was just a host. Yeah, all other horror um, things. Yeah, I guess. I think it did quite well, but I I don't remember liking it at, at all. The time, yeah. At the time, I think it was a little bit campy, um, mm. but not campy in a good way. It was yeah, just kitschy. Yeah, kitschy. That's mm. the word. Yeah, uh, with it. But um, yeah. So, so, what did you think of the movie overall? Then I quite enjoyed it. In fairness, mm. because um, of course you haven't worked in a mental health facility at one stage in your career as well. Mm. Uh, I was kind of looking at this, going, "Oh, this actually happened. Will they actually do this?" And I was just constantly horrified. The amount of people killed by dream demons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it was it was the attitude of like sort of mm. staff working in there, and they're kind of like, "Oh, let's see where this goes. Let's all these traumatized teens like just kind of ramp each other up." And it's like, mm. "Oh, I'm trying." them on this uh, new experimental drug and they're like oh, I don't really like this but let's see let's go mm. ahead and let's try it so it's um, all these fantastic well, elements it was a little bit like being mm. similar kind of thing but like I mean you wouldn't have someone just go, oh let's just Bang yeah. an experimental That's drug it, into yeah, people for a laugh few, and see what happens. Bring a few tablets in there yeah. and see what um, happens. Yeah, yeah. But um, no, I did. I enjoyed it quite a lot actually because it, it does. I mean, the whole atmosphere as well. The kids they're in a mental health facility. Mm. They're trapped in there. They can't get out. It sort of it narrows down the whole. Um, I suppose aspect of being able to get away from Freddy and all mm. the rest. You know, so um. But yeah. as well, they're kind of they're wrongly mm. in the mental oh, health facility yeah. as well, which is the whole thing. And because they've had the dreams of Freddy before, yeah. people like scoff. Scoff, that and they did self harm, like mm. to keep themselves. Well, they don't get into some of the thing why they're like. I mean, Taryn, she's in there because she's got a drug problem. Then mm. there's the other one who was like putting cigarettes out on her hand, kind of um, the stay to away. Keep herself awake, yeah. Uh, but they don't get it. It's all around the the dreams, all right. That there's mm. like you no know, disturbances in it. Um, and I suppose that's probably when they cut out the whole suicide mm. kind of thing, where you don't really question why they're. You're just like, all right, they're in there, but you don't break down each one why yeah. they're all in there. Mm-hmm. Well, no, then there is the guy Will in the wheelchair. He was in the wheelchair because he tried to kill himself. It was mm. a failed attempt and he broke his um, spine. Yeah. Um, but. Which, yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, they do uh, kind of partly, I suppose, kind of address it as well with um the guy that's kind of lured. Well, he's not lured. He's like in his dream, he's basically puppeteered up the stairs and out the window mm-hmm. by Freddy as well. So, I mean, to all intents and purposes, it looks like he just jumped out the window and killed himself. Yeah, that was a know? great scene. Yeah. Well. It's terrifying. A, like, yeah. Because yeah. you have all the other kids like looking out and screaming, trying to stop mm-hmm. it and just being helpless, you know, powerless to actually get, they can't even get out of the room to get up to him. Like, you know. Mm-hmm. But it is, well, it, it's, there are certain like that will walk oh yeah Lawrence Fishburne in it as well yeah that's true yeah that's um, one of the orderlies I suppose is the best yeah, way to put it but um it was like he was likeable as you know kind of mm. like normally they portray like they, the other guy who was like trying to sleep with uh, your woman Taryn and giving her drugs and stuff yeah a lot they're of times they're, horrible dirty yeah, sleaze bags yeah um that so, are abusive and horrible towards all the patients uh, whereas he was just like yeah cool yeah. and he was he was like my kids mm. I want to look after my kids but see this is the thing because you don't have say that you didn't look at it when you were younger no why didn't I don't know 
Well, I probably did, but I just I can't remember. You know, yeah. my memory is like horrendous, mm. which is probably just as well because I'll never get bothered by Freddie because I'll just wake up in the morning going, oh, I don't remember. Maybe you're on hypnosis. I could be. Yeah. Uh, there wasn't a Timo cell in uh, Arrested Development. Oh yeah, that was it. Yeah, uh-huh. um, and that hypnosis pops up later on, and I think it was in maybe Freddie versus. Oh yeah, I forgot to say, but Freddie versus Jason, I think, was probably the second best sequel hmm. um, I think it, it's definitely better than that I really like that it's a shame that they didn't do the sequel that they were going to do for, well there was two sequels they were going to do for that where it was Freddy vs. Jason vs. Ash or it was Freddy vs. Jason vs. Pinhead ah. um, which would have been pretty cool yeah Indeed. but I suppose Ash would have fitted in with that whole thing because hmm. I think that's what they are going to say that Jason was a deadite hmm mm. I would have thought like Hellraiser would have been a better fit because it's like sort of your psychosis and stuff like that whereas Ash is like a real person yeah but like Freddy vs. Jason was done for kind of comedy kind of I know, guy, you I know, know. You yeah I suppose yeah, yeah. Hellraiser is not yeah. going to be very comedic is it really uh, unless it's unintentionally comedic and then you could imagine the outcry from five where it'd be like my god you've like I mean people didn't like Hellraiser 3 because yeah, fucking yeah. kind of like Pinhead made the odd couple of quips that's it it's like oh look he's a wise ass yeah whereas we had Pinhead <laughs> Slipping on a banana skin, <laughs> you know, maybe like, oh my oh, god, yes. like, uh, you just ruined the whole uh, legacy. How dare you? Mm. Mm. Yes, yes, which I know. I, I see, I take your point now. I would have actually, yeah, I would have played better with Ashna because you do have that. He could be the proper wise ass, sort of like quip cracking, sort of smart attic mm. in the whole thing with the chainsaw arm. What? But I, I think that was like, I mean, there was that thing going on in the 80s as well where it was all about, um, I think it had. Two elements of the kind of the eighties movies where it was like the adults doing shit mm. and the, but normally the adults are like ignoring the kids. Yeah, or they're being really idiotic and like oblique. And yeah. yeah, as the kids know what's going on, the kids are trying to stop it, and as the parents are the, the adults are just like I don't know, just being oats at every turn. Mm. And like I mean you had that in that part from the doctor, uh, mm. Doctor Gordon, who gets kinda of like involved with Nancy mm. very, very quickly and mm. very kinda of mm. weirdly and so. But um it's. I think in one of the original script he was younger and they were like you know it was more open that they were seeing each other whereas in this one it's a little bit muddling it came across a bit kind of yeah a little bit predatory kind yeah. of almost he seemed to be like a much older more established professional mm. and here she was like coming along now I know she's meant to be aged up to look a bit older but mm. still just look like a teenager mm. but as well, as well it's what was I fucking saying I don't know where you were going with that. It was about how, how the parents and oh yeah, were. with that that whole thing where you had like the, those tropes. It was near mm. nearly tropes, I suppose, in the eighties, like the Goonies. Yeah, with that the kids so have to roll yeah. up their sleeves and solve everything while the parents just mm. won't believe them. Yeah, yeah, but like unlike the other things, like most of the kids get killed, brutally yeah. get killed. That's true. Um, in inventive ways, yeah. but it's one of those weird things as well with eighties movies. I don't know. Looking back on them as a, like. They all seem to make so much sense when you're younger. Yeah. And then when you look when you're older, you're like... There's, there's no storyline at all. Yeah. You know, you're just jumping from one scene to another. I think as a kid, you just accept it and you roll with it. And mm. You're like, oh, this is happening. You, you, you kind of, you put the fucking fill in the blanks. Mm. With it, whereas now it's a lot, like, I mean, you don't need all the exposition kind of yeah, like the whole time itself. Like, you just don't need it. But it, it was a bit just kind of like... Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> I say I think that's probably because like storytelling in cinema probably has changed a little bit where it mm. is like okay we need to like tell the audience what's happening otherwise mm. people will come out complaining going oh that was a bit too fucking cerebral I don't understand that and it's like it's a slasher film you don't need you know you don't need to have well, like, everything explained I think people were more into let's have these scenes and you mm. know when you could see it kind of like say so like even in this movie where there was the whole thing with the snake mm. um, Freddy where it was like uh, they I think in the original one they wanted two and they wanted like a transformer fighting them and so you know so I'd mm. imagine partially it was like put around built around certain mm. scenes yeah um, and it's how you get from one scene to the next like sort of yeah legitimately I suppose yeah. but like I mean at least with say something like Dream Warriors or you have right this is their strength so they're going to be killed mm. Um, something with something to do with their strength kind of a thing mm-hmm. which is one it's, it's felt like when younger that they had bigger roles to play in it as mm. well I don't know if, like I mean you didn't see but like it was like say with Will I remember in the trailer that was like one of the big selling points of it was like the Dungeons and Dragons singing mm. showing the magic and it felt like that was going to be a massive part of it and then looking at it now you're kind of like it's like 30 seconds yeah oh, but it felt like it was mm. You know, it's just... Oh, sorry, I just spat on you. Well, I thought it was a fly landing. Yeah. Nah, you but, fooled me. Yeah, so that, that was my dream power. <laughs> Make your tingles you can turn fly. spits into flies. Yeah. But uh, it's... I don't know, it's just really weird looking at it. And as well, like, Patricia Arquette's role in it mm. as the main character. She's just very limp I know it just seems she does a lot of like screaming and crying no I know okay she's like you know fucking horror heroine and all that kind of Mm. stuff but it just seems to be very like oh I'm very fragile and frail and I'm just going to cry and snot and what's your superpowers in your Mm. dreams I'm a gymnast and you're like what What?" (laughs) the other guy can fucking (laughs) shoot lightning out of his hands yeah and it's like oh I can do a backflip yeah yeah um, where it was just, I don't know it just she felt a bit under you and especially when mm. you see where her career went mm. although apparently she, there were like difficulties on set with mm. the director he was like um, I'd say he, it was like code for he was probably an asshole but mm. he was like apparently he took over 50 t- it was like this is her first movie ever yeah Um, and it took 50 takes to get the first bit right because she, it kind of went on so long I think it was like she was waiting around for like you know 13 hours and it was like 1 Jesus. o'clock in the morning you know when God. it was uh, yeah. and she she just had difficulty remembering her lines and he was shouting and screaming at her and stuff which mm. is not, not the way yeah, he, not uh, really an actor's director then yeah uh, um, so I, I think a producer had to get involved at one stage and told Jesus. your man cut the shit like yeah simmer uh, down a bit there yeah, yeah uh, and he directed The Mask which huh. when he saw and there was a Jim guy Jim Carrey's The Mask yeah yeah, <laughs> they were rocky, yeah. but it was um it was what there's a guy look at every now and again called Minty's comedy movies or something I can't remember but he does like top 10 things you didn't know about mm-hmm. and I quite like him but the one that he did on this was actually quite good it had some kind of that was one of the things although I suppose I could have just IMBD to the director and went oh mm-hmm. I did the mask oh, oh, that's, what, um, that's what he did as well yeah, yeah. but it's just I suppose actually going off that you mm. mentioned as well sort of the Freddy versus Jason versus Ash there was that other little tidbit of information about Freddy's love oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. showing up in uh, um, The Evil Dead The Evil Dead too yeah in, in the, well, I presume in the tool shed wasn't it yeah, yeah. yeah now up. what he didn't know mm. about that he was like oh I'd like to think that there was a rivalry between kind of like the, mm, because the, they're being shot around the same time yeah and said, like they're kind of what but it, it started off with the whole thing with The Evil Dead um, Sam Raimi and 
when Evil Dead 1 had the poster for mm. I think it might have been Last House on the left mm. down in the, the basement when um, Ash is in the cabin to kind of like oh kind of like oh you think that's meant to be the scariest movie this is the fucking mm. scariest movie so there was a bit of banter over and back between the two things yeah. like um, so that would have been why the, the glove was thrown in there but like I suppose people would have like to they could have and they still could at some point connect yeah the things together to say oh well Freddy existed in this this universe you know exactly which maybe in the comics because I know there's a whole comic book world of like Freddy versus Jason versus Ash and kind of like a Nightmare on Elm Street comics as Mm -hmm. well where I think they continue to dream warrior kind of story as well so comics are fucking great for um, Mm. doing that but they're all really kind of small brother or kind of hard to come by and they didn't really get re-released in graphic novels you know yeah um which it's just a shame because Nightbreed comics are very good mm. although there's a couple of different runs of those and Hellraiser comics are excellent as well mm-hmm. um, but I'm, I'm going off on a yeah, tangent you're very off topic uh, there, I suppose uh, but yeah no that's yeah it'll be interesting to see them kind of getting woven into each other's worlds I suppose because mm. of course you have the sort of it's the crocodile Dundee kind of one up man ship you know Jason's got his like fucking knife and it's like you call that a knife here's a knife and it's like mm. Freddy with his five finger glove full of knives and it's like you call that a weapon here's a weapon mm. and it's a chainsaw so it'll be I just think that'll be very good yeah. and there's a free idea for anyone who wants to make mm. well I'm sure there were the, there were millions of kind of like you know mm-hmm. because there was a I think although I don't know Freddy versus Jason did well mm. um, I know a lot of people hated it from reading around and a lot of people quite liked it I would have definitely fallen into the camp of liking yeah, because so it was a lot of people hated it because it was like oh my god they've ruined two franchises in one mm. fell stroke and it was, I think it was the guy he directed some of the the later Child's Play movies mm. did it I can't remember his name but um, yeah, yeah, it's, but one of the, the other things that was well about like this movie that captured that thing in the age where it's like um, with the returning final girl and Nancy mm. that was a big deal mm-hmm. at time and I suppose this is what I was going to say about Patricia Arquette's character Kirsten yeah. in it when you compare it to Nancy in the first film and even in this movie just you know you can't see like she was left as kind of being the one that was yeah, going to carry yeah. the thing and you kind of go but she didn't really do anything to yeah, kind of to warrant that sort of like yeah, yeah. that crown being put upon mm, whereas like Nancy really fought and she was the one that kind of like took away his powers and kind of like nearly that he got trapped in the house because of Nancy and mm-hmm. all that and then she was you know there was a lot she was a worthy th- opponent yeah, yeah. Um, and even when she does show up in it um, when she goes into the, like Kirsten's main power I suppose is pulling people into her dreams mm. and that's that all the dream warriors can be together so I suppose yeah it's a bit kind of like unfair to or her only powers yeah that's Gymnastic. it oh, yeah she can pull everyone together yeah. to actually do battle against him I suppose yeah. mm. but still I, I sound like I'm shitting on no I, I think no, she was very good it. yeah, yeah. and like I mean it is my favourite um, Elm Street movie uh, but like it's not without its flaws mm. as most things most films most yeah. things in life in general Mm. I think yes but mm. part of the the whole thing as well where it's like nearly following um kind of the rules the sequel rules the unwritten mm-hmm. sequel rules was where if you have the final girl coming back or the the, the hero from the last movie they have to get killed off mm. make and way it, for the next one yeah which mm-hmm. happens with Nancy getting but and it's I you know it was only I was reading about it and I never put two and two together I thought it was like a little thing to say you know at the end after Nancy's funeral mm. Um, the doctor he has the house that Carson made up that mm-hmm. was like the original house in Nightmare Land Street and uh, the light comes on it mm. what did you interpret that as? 
I don't know. Maybe that was like returning to the house. What? <laughs> Trapped in the house, like. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's what I kind of thought that maybe it was mm. like something that like, oh, Freddie is still there. Mm. Apparently, it was meant to be this whole thing where we're showing that Nancy kind of like was after saying to him in some something that got cut out that she if she ever went away, she'd still stay looking after him or stuff like that. And that was meant to be a whole thing to say, oh, Nancy's looking after him in the nighttime mm. to make sure that Freddie doesn't get him in his dream, you know? Mm. Um, mm. But like, you know, there's, there's elements like that. I yeah, think when they cut... Yeah, yeah. Um, this is the sort of meaning, I suppose. Yeah, right? yeah like... Interpretation because, gets... Interpretation gets... Changed. Yeah, and not that there's nothing wrong with a different interpretation, but it was just... For a long time, I thought it was more of a sinister thing, and then yeah. it was like, oh, it was actually meant to be really nice. Yeah, I thought it was sinister as well, that, you know, yeah. sort of our spirit is already getting trapped or something yeah. like that, you know? Because Wes Craven, that he, in his head, that was the end of it. That was, yeah. like, the end of the Elm Street series. That was the end of Freddy. It wasn't yeah. going to go on, but sure, Nightmare, like, this yeah, film yeah. did so well they were like oh, saying, there's more Freddy's. money to be like, made yeah. let's go make it like remember like there was like Freddy dolls out when we were younger mm-hmm. off the back of this for aimed at kids and yeah, stuff he, and he turned out he turned away from being sort of like this terrible sort of like psychotic sort of villain to being kind of like quite I don't know hilarious and yeah. like wisecracking and stuff like that and it was like oh I became cool like people but, are dressing up as Freddy for well, that was it. and as well it went from kind of like being a child molester Hmm. and a child murder to just being a child murder because I suppose they were like well I suppose you know, people kids can asking questions about yeah. oh what's a paedophile mom? but as well probably the whole thing that they were like I, 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 trying know, to we, make him slightly more sympathetic yeah, yeah. <laughs> he can't like, be sympathetic towards a paedophile yeah like. whereas you know where he's like oh he's killing teens like with Jason yeah or Michael Myers like oh he's killing teens yeah. and it's like but it's not you know like I mean if, if, if I don't you know it's just oh yeah that was, there was one of the the ideas for the sequel that I think it was like um Charles Manson was involved in it what oh my god yeah that he was um responsible for Freddy becoming who Freddy oh he was the the actual murder of the children that's what it was oh god in John Saxon's version yeah, mm. um, that he manipulated town folks into killing <laughs> that would have been mental like that uh, yeah, I suppose but that, uh, then again you'd be kind of like maybe Charles Manson's lawyers might have something to say about that as well I doubt hmm <laughs> <laughs> But it's one of the other things that kind of made I think it was another thing and another thing um, with it was like the the soundtrack yeah and like but mm-hmm. it wasn't really the soundtrack it was just the one fucking the song the team song basically the, the yeah. dream warriors where they had the, the music video uh, promoting it as well with yeah. Freddie and like where it was shot with Robert England and like Dokken were the band that did the song and they beat him by mm. singing at him yeah and then Freddie wakes up and he goes oh what a nightmare or whatever <laughs> at the end of it but that, that is very like I mean I presume it was done tongue and cheek because that could have been very sort oh, of, yeah, like, of course, but yeah. you know what I mean it's sort of like oh our music is so terrible it kills monsters like, yeah you know? but mm. it's, it's <laughs> but it's so fucking catchy though that's the yeah. thing it is but it, th- that is a real kind of you know when I think of 80s like soundtrack exactly kind of songs yeah. associated, like I mean the best around kind mm. of like with fucking Karate Kid and yeah um, th- this is another one that kind of or like take it to the limit Take it, dude. Yeah. Well, I, I always kind of think of it that it's in a montage thing, and then you kind of go, it was Scarface. Was it in Hot Rod as well? Yeah, yeah, it was in one of those other that, and I uh, think it might have been in um, fucking Team America. Hot oh, right, yeah. You know? But, <laughs> you, but yeah, but you know, you kind of go, oh, yeah, 80s kind of like feel good movie or something like The Mighty Ducks, and then you're like, no, it's fucking it was Scarface, I think it was the original. <laughs> 
kind of mm. thing when he's like on the rise. Mm. Um, but the, the whole thing with Dokken is, well, it's... I went off listening to the album that I think it's called Attack the Back. Okay. Or Back for the Attack. Um, and Something it, that rhymes anyway with yeah, Attack. And my God, it's like, I mean, I, I like metal. Mm. Uh, you but, like 80s metal? But, oh, Dishes. Jesus Christ. No. I, it was like I was bringing the dog for a walk listening to it and I'd say about two songs and I was like, I have to turn this shit off. Aww. I fucking have to turn it off. And I listened to the whole album and then after I listened to the album and I didn't like it. And I was like, well, maybe I, I'm just Give being unfair, chance, giving it a yeah. chance. Um, so I was like, no, I don't want to listen to that album again. So I just kind of listened to their their just hits of yeah. other kind of things. And I listened to them for about two hours. And I was like, most of the songs sound the same. Like they had this formula going mm-hmm. in. Their guitar- now the guitars are fantastic on There's mm-hmm. some really, really good solos on it. And there's some really good riffs as well. Mm-hmm. And Don Dawkins is a great singer as well. There's nothing wrong per se with like the music, but it was just it was too like I mean you know say if you listen to something like Appetite for Destruction, yeah, a lot of the songs are different from each other. You mm-hmm. listen to it and you're kind of fucking they yeah you it takes you on a journey yeah. I suppose yeah yeah um, and even with say Bon Jovi Slippery When Wet or any of those mm-hmm. things that would have been out at the time um. But with this, it was just, it all sounded the same and it was painful. It was, now I know there's a lot of, well, maybe there's a handful of talking fans out there. Um, and they're still on the go. more than a handful, yeah. Oh, yeah and they're still mm-hmm. on the go. Like, I mean, razor fisted people that kind of like are familiar with or the Rage of Holland. Um, he has um, a video up covering their. Her career, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. And he seems to be a big fan of him. Whereas he's also into black metal and other things. Mm-hmm. I know he can be into loads of different types of music. It's not mm-hmm. like I just listen to one type of music. But that's where I kind of struggle with people, where it's just like they do seem to be people that are like reverential of them and that yeah, they're genuinely into Yeah, that's yeah. why I was giving it a chance. But Jesus, just for me anyway, I couldn't. Here's another something. <laughs> yeah, I was just, oh. But like Dream Warriors is definitely the best yeah. out of the ones that I heard. But I don't know if that's just because of the association exactly, with the movie or it, not. Yeah. But that was the thing at the time, like we've talked about before, mm. with the, like people using soundtracks to sell yeah. movies at the time. And then kind of like people being introduced. Like, I don't think I would have ever heard Dawkins. Yeah, um, if it wasn't only for, for this. this mm-hmm. like, not the... Not the You're missing it. You're like, oh, <laughs> yeah. I wish I heard about him sooner. Uh, well, I think there's a lot of people that got into um, uh, Guns N' Roses because of Dirty Harry 4. Uh, and possibly maybe, Terminator 2 yeah. as well. I'd imagine, yeah. Mm. Oh, how could you not? I know, yeah. yeah. And that was another great example mm. of like sort of the, the music video using the film and having like the actors in the film kind of walk into the music mm. video as well. So. And as well, like when Arnie looking at him and it comes up in the waste of ammo or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Although he could have just ripped his crushed their skulls. I know, yeah, that's it. But when he's talking along with the, the gun in the rose box and stuff mm. like that in the music video, you're kind of like, oh, that's from the film. Yeah. <laughs> because that was like with that it was like fucking because there wasn't really trailers coming out it was hard to see Mm. trailers like you wouldn't get a trailer for unless you were at this yeah exactly you had to go and see a film to see a trailer like they weren't played on TV or anything like that and like I mean you weren't going to get to see a theatrical trailer on a video because that would be only for upcoming videos from like say if it was Orion they're Mm. not going to be like fucking oh yeah Miramax or whatever Mm. like yeah so it was like oh my god and then it was like oh no now I have to wait until the beatbox next week see <laughs> to see it, it again yeah. and then they wouldn't play it and you're like oh, oh, oh. just guess I see I it once a month kill those guys <laughs> <laughs> hope not 
Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. Media in general was just much harder to come by back then, mm-hmm. all right, wasn't it? It wasn't a case of like, I'll just look at the square in my pocket and just demand that I see it immediately. Oh, yeah. mm. But uh, three words. And see, this is what I was going to suggest that we look at all the Nightmare on Elm Street movies. And then you I was wouldn't like, do that to us, though, would you? Yeah, and then, and then I was like, well, we probably only end up talking about the Dream Warriors at one point. And it's like, I mean, for the type of movie that it was, and I suppose the important role that it played in creating the franchise it's still I think it's you know there are some films like um, say with Lost Boys Mm. people will say it's a cult classic and like I'd argue no it's just a fucking classic Mm. um, because it's so widely known it's such a big movie it's probably I don't know what the the sales are on it and kind of you know the viewership is but then something like this, I do think, is a cult movie because mm. I think A Nightmare on Elm Street, a lot of people would have seen the original, but I don't think a lot of people would kind of go, oh, you know, go look at two. And then if you look at two, you probably go, I'm nowadays you're probably yeah, not looking uh, at the rest of them. Not continuing on, um, thanks. Yeah, um, whereas, you know, and because it's in the middle of mm. it, like, I'm sure there's not a lot of people be like, oh, Friday, 13 part three is where, yeah, or Leprechaun three is the best. I'll start watching this just without having any reference point to any of the rest of the yeah. series. Yeah. Whereas I think you could. Well, oh, that, that's a weird thing with this as well. If you weren't after looking at part one, like I mean, it's a self-contained movie. That's what I mean. Own, like right? it is, you can actually do that. Whereas yeah. if you saw it coming up, say on TV of a Friday night, you wouldn't be kind of like, oh, I'll watch this because we're kind of going, oh, I missed out on one and two. I probably wouldn't have a clue what's going on. Yeah, yeah. but it, they do kind of explain the mm. events rather well and it doesn't feel like it's like oh god I know yeah, you here know. comes the exposition or they again. didn't have a flashback at the start yeah. of it or you know some kind of thing where it was just when Nancy came in um, and she was talking to the kids mm. inside and she was like oh that's Freddy Krueger who you're dreaming of he's fucking did this and the, our parents killed me or the last of the Elm Street kids yeah, it's like, that's there like you go. there you go back that's up. like you really go. good you don't need to mm. really know much more about it. but like I mean I, I think if they were doing it nowadays They'd have to make references to the oh Johnny Depp got killed on ceiling um, mm. someone else is in a body bag yeah, they'd be having flashback yeah. after flashback and they'd be having like oodles of exposition, mm. exposition as I said just so it's really clear what happened and yeah. same with the fucking Spider-Man movies just to pull on an old trope as well as like every time they remake a Spider-Man film or every time they do it they have to like show his origin story and it's like yeah. I think people know at this stage like you know they didn't with the, the new ones though mm. did they I don't know. I can't remember. I can't remember. I know. My brain just yeah. does not recall facts whatsoever. I'm getting bitten by a spider and getting leukemia <laughs> from a radioactive spider. Yeah. And that was all like a dream. Exactly. And he's like, yeah. oh no, my uncle is just dead anyway. Yeah. <laughs> it's all been worthless. <laughs> and he goes to Freddy Krueger's house and kills himself. That's a Spider-Man movie. <laughs> the sequel that they're too scared to make. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Fuck's sake. But yes, Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, that's another thing as well that I actually think is um that was very smart at the time was the outfit for Freddy is fairly iconic, but mm. also very simple. So that if you did want, which they did want people dressing up as Halloween, yeah. it's very easy to do. You can just get mm. your baseball mitt, sellotape some knife and forks onto it, get a stripy jumper, even though his is actually particularly distinctive insofar as it's red and dark green, mm. which is not a common kind of colour combination but unless you, you're from Mayo or something like that which know, is a very weird GA yeah, reference how people get mixed up with things as well I remember when like Smells Like Teen Spirit came out of course people mm. were like oh Corcobain is a fan of Freddy Krueger 
because, because maybe he had the stripy jumper, jumper yeah. yeah but do you know people are getting the colours mixed up and yeah. they were like <laughs> bizarre I and then know. there was like rumours going around that um, Kirk Cobain was a, a child murderer and a paedophile that like used to invade people's dreams <laughs> And he'd advertise it by, look, I'm wearing the stripy jumper, yeah, which yeah. is the uniform for paedophiles mm. now. But yeah, no, but it was, I think it was a great kind of a, you know, easy kind of outfit for Halloween, throwing a hat, baseball mm. glove, stripy jumper. Hey, and if you, if, if you weren't going to feel it as Freddy Krueger, who goes Indiana Jones. With the stripy jumper. Yeah, with the glove. With <laughs> <laughs> the fucking hat. <laughs> the fedora. I know, but I was yeah. kind of like, what? He doesn't wear jumpers or uh, baseball gloves. Yeah. Or have a badly scar. Well, he has a little scar on his face, uh, but not quite for the Kruger levels. I remember trying to make the glove when I was younger with like a garden glove <laughs> kind of thing. And then I'm feeling probably at it. I and, imagine. Um, and I think that was based on that. Uh, there was like some article in the newspaper, I seem to remember. It was like a double spread about like finding these movie made weapons by mm-hmm. like fucking probably psychopaths in the 80s like, <laughs> and kind of like but looking at it going that's an idea I could do that yeah. too yeah, uh, let but, me get out me noise uh, but I remember there was a thing about I think it might have been baseball bats or cricket where people were driving must have been cricket because I think cricket balls are a little bit harder yeah and they were driving nails through it and basically Jerry. making maces so I tried to do that with a slitter <laughs> not quite the same thing either as well oh my uh, god yeah, mm. you're an inventive little creep psychopaths yeah, over over my father's head. <laughs> oh. Your father, like, what are you at? Nothing, yeah. just making a murder weapon. But actually, I forgot that we were talking about the music, the soundtrack. I went off and I listened to the soundtrack as well, which was mm-hmm. done by. Um, I think Angelo Badalamenti mm-hmm. yeah, uh, who did like the Twin Peaks, and he worked with David Lynch a lot, um, and. It's awful. <laughs> it's it's not awful in so far as like it obviously works well for the movie, but it's not something you sit down and listen to. Mm. It's so fucking weird. Uh, it it's quite obviously done where he's like looking at the screen, you know, saying, "All right, mm. this is happening." So it's like specifically for the yeah, movie for in certain parts, certain beats, yeah, yeah. But it's like quite painful to listen to on its own. Well, I suppose it's uh, most horror. Movie music is probably not meant to be sat down and go. Oh, now for the soothing sounds of people screaming and like fucking noise. But it's, not, it's just bodies. it's like very experimental. I think mm. it's very. But that's what I like, mean. You should make some oh, soundtracks. Yeah, but it's like you're that. nearly like her man at a police academy. I know. Tackleberry. But yes, because I can't do the machine. Kind of thing. <laughs> that, and that is the music that he did. It is. It. I don't know why I remember it. <laughs> we'll have to do the police. Although we did, well, we did look at Police Academy there a Not while ago. Yes, yeah, I maybe. don't know why you just suddenly decided we're watching all the Police Academies now. Because there's going to be a new one coming out. All right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the mm. Police Academy is. Oh, I know, yeah, it still is a, a laugh a minute. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> well, it's, I suppose it says something that, like, fucking, you know, all the catchphrases and all the rest. Like, how many years ago did all of them come out and, like, I'm still like, move it, move it, move it? Yeah, but, but there's not many real catchphrases, are there? Kind of, like, many, many, many catchphrases. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose. So and, like, it, yeah, COP. But, yeah, I suppose I can't really think of it. There's no point dragging the arse out. 
No, exactly. Yeah, when you're talking about that. Police Academy in the middle of a Nightmare on Elm Street yeah. podcast, maybe it's time to just wrap it up and yeah. get back to Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, like there's loads of facts we could be dumping on you. Yeah, but exactly. one thing we'll say, if people are interested in, say, kind of like, you know, say, um, learning more about Nightmare on there is a documentary series called Never Sleep Again. What series? It was like fucking four hour documentary about everything. Mm-hmm. Um probably not up as far as the remake which was awful can you even remember the remake not really no. it had um, the guy that played Rorschach oh right oh yeah I did actually yeah, I do remember it now yeah yeah um, in it, and mm. he kind of looked I don't know the makeup was just really bad it was mm. just <laughs> Ac- acne scars or just, something I don't, I don't know. know he looked kind of like a Remember that doll that was on like the the cover of Corn issues, oh, yeah. Yeah, a little bit, you know, that kind of thing where yeah. it's just like hmm. a little bit harmless, you know. Yeah. But it, it's, they were going for, I suppose, with that kind of like maybe he's innocent, hmm. which I think they should have went with. They should have just totally went off. And yeah, went, no, and maybe the parents innocent. are the monsters. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then you could be rooting for him, kind of going, "Oh, yeah, he's killing these innocent children. Way yeah, you, yeah, you yeah. go get him, kind of like you yeah, prove them wrong. Yeah, exactly, they're not child murder. Yeah, Teenagers now, they're not children anymore. <laughs> a teenager murder, that's yeah. it. But I you never actually mentioned the actual iconic um, one, two, Freddy's coming for you. Uh, what about it? Uh, so it's just uh, how pervasive it is. Like, that's the thing. Mm. Like, I mean, you've just heard me say how bad my memory is in mm. general, in life, and all the rest. I don't remember people's birthdays, mm. I don't remember things I need to do at work, but somehow I can remember all the fucking lines to that song, uh. which is very annoying. That's a very disturbing as well. Know, Maybe yeah. there is this kind of a thing that you have to. Maybe I'm a dream warrior. But as well, this sort of thing, when you think about that, why were they singing that song? I know. Like, I mean, all right, in the first one, it was this thing where it was like, um, it nearly kind of, it was the kids that were after being murdered mm. by Freddy Krueger that they were singing and that they were somehow kind of like held. Yeah, and trying to warn their, others yeah, maybe nearly with That he yeah. had their souls, yeah. But then it was. It, in later films, it was like kids were singing it. And then I suppose when they were singing it, it was like, all right you know that they've had the same dreams mm-hmm. but hmm, I don't know mm. but, uh, what the the purpose of it was I say it could have to turn it into a chant like Bloody Mary I suppose as yeah. well you know so people kind of like oh well I sing the whole song maybe Freddie will go and start mm. stalking me in my dreams then yeah well yeah well they should they maybe should. I think there might have been a thing like with Candyman as well that they were going to do yeah that's it stage, I know yeah which would be quite mm. interesting although the thematically I think the two were very very they're quite similar alright but yeah. very very different very different <laughs> very, yeah. very different yeah. or I couldn't picture him getting on no probably not no, no. I think Candyman I just look at him and just like oh, yeah. I'm an artist yeah, you're exactly. just a janitor <laughs> <laughs> a very classic yeah. yeah. but uh, what I was going to say uh, with the it's um, Never Sleep Again the documentary mm. it's on YouTube I don't know if it's legally on YouTube but mm. I remember we saw when it came out on mm. Shudder maybe yeah. I think Shudder might have produced it or it, was, it might have been the people that did that a Fright Night mm. uh, documentary which was excellent as well but it's like four hours long four and a half hours so long strap in motherfucker but it doesn't feel like it yeah. like it's very very funny it's mm. done well it's seems to be very very honest um gets into a lot of that you know mm. what um 
Lots of really, interviews with the cast as well. Yeah, you know? it's just really, really, mm. really, really, really good. I think Robert England is excellent when he's been interviewed because mm. he's a bit of a kind of theatre lovey. He is a bit, yeah, exactly. And he kind of hams everything up quite yeah. immensely, doesn't he? He's and very he's kind entertaining. Like old Hollywood. Like, he's a great storyteller, but mm. when he's talking about something, you can nearly picture kind of like, say, maybe actors in the 80s that were around mm. the 50s talking like that. I was like, oh, when I met Humphrey Bogart, and I just said to him, oh, Humphrey, stop defecating in my suitcase. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but it's there's just all that. Like, I mean, he's had a mad life. There's yeah. a documentary about his life at now, and we must look at it at some stage. But he's he just seems like a nice guy. Yeah. I remember seeing him at first in V. Hmm. Oh, yeah, he was true, like yeah. the friendly alien in it. Oh, yeah. Um, and uh, then seeing him in Nightmare on Elm Street, I was You're like, like, Oh, oh god, god. <laughs> <laughs> um, yikes! But yeah, it's a great documentary. He's very witty, uh, yeah. as most of the cast. Q Gallagher or Gulliger as well, mm. who was um, in fucking a ton of movies. Um, but the, the Return of the Living Dead, uh, most people might remember him as Frank. Mm. Was it Frank? I don't know. I think it was You're Frank. asking me in yeah. my memory. Um, yeah, my memory's gone to shit now mm. as well lately. Getting old. Yeah. Remember the time would have had like encyclopedic Knowledge. memories yeah. yeah, about fucking movies and stuff. They were like, hey, it's, it's that guy that was in the other thing. Do you know yeah. the one? Yeah. So that's why I kind of like this show hopefully won't be like too much about the facts and if we might tweak your interest to yeah. kind of go back and look at a movie that you, hmm. you, you looked at before and kind of went, yeah, yeah. Yeah, why don't I watch that again? Because yeah. I have two hours to spare. Yeah, it's not two hours. It's right. like, 87 minutes so isn't it it shouldn't be fact based 87 minutes that's very know specific how long it is. I think it might be 109 that's a lot minutes. of time mm-hmm. Oh, and like we've forgotten loads of things about kind of like the, the introduction, like the, the backstory of Freddy actually, mm-hmm. where it was like his mother was like the ghost nun that was popping up in it, Amanda Kruger, uh, yeah, and like true. no one questioned it. It was like it was like oh yeah, there yeah. it is now. But she seemed to be materialistic, so like that opens up the whole kind of thing. Why as was well. she a nun? Is she meant to take a vow of poverty then? But <laughs> she was material being. Ah, I see. Yeah, very, yeah, very funny. Yeah. She was going around with fucking gold me, grills. Me, 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 <laughs> yeah. But uh, fucking the, the whole thing with her getting like an you know, raped by all the mental patients, where like Freddy was the the product of a hundred. Yeah, the yeah. bastard of a hundred maniacs. Where mm. it's kind of like, don't you? So I don't think even at that stage, like the term bastard for a kind of mm. a child born out of wedlock was really no. exciting and, and that <laughs> is kind remember. of horrifying as well yeah. like this poor woman like and it's like oh she just got raped by them yeah. and it's like how did she stay alive that sounds yeah. horrible and terrifying mm. shocking but you have that whole aspect thing as well where it was, I, this was fucking circle back just before we finish up circling back around I was saying at the start where you had the, the whole thing with teenagers going off doing things but normally what you had was the teenagers like in Lost Boys or mm. Monster Squad they go off and they handle the shit and this they don't really they just go into they get sucked into Freddy's lair and they get like killed <laughs> um, and they kind of put up a bit of a fight but it's the adults that actually solve the shit mm. so it's like the dad from the first one and they do kind of like the Lost Boys thing where they go off and they get the crucifix and the mm. holy water and all that rob it out of the church um, and then they put Freddy's soul to rest mm. um, with it but I love that Ray Harryhausen kind of bit in it where the, the skeleton Freddy mm. at the end I always thought it was kind of funny as well because after he knocks all of them down into the grave he just kind of puts a couple of 
Shovelfuls. Shovels of dirt on them, yeah. <laughs> ah, that's enough, that's done. Yeah. I, I'm not a, a manual labour. Mm. Let somebody else do that. And he did this kind of thing where he went, rawr, rawr, where it was nearly like an Osei Kong. All right, yeah. these, uh, as in King Kong, <laughs> in case you get Donkey co- Kong confused, yeah, yeah don- well, Donkey Kong does that as well, doesn't he? After he does a bit He crushes Whoa. Mario's skull yeah. in with a fucking barrel, exactly. Like, Pissing the air, and Peach is there screaming yeah. as he devours it. That would be a horror movie. It could actually. Well, the, no, the, the whole Mario, Mario is just like it is uh, a, a horror universe, really. Uh, yeah. I mean, plants that fucking set you on fire and stuff. What the fuck? Like? Yeah, or if you eat the right mushroom, you'll kind of. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, or all these ghosts in general are bombs. Yeah. Like everything is are just. Are the ghosts bad guys or the good guys? Well, I think they're bad. Yeah. All right. So there's no good ghosts. So when you die, you become something evil. Horrible. Yeah. In Mario Land. Mm-hmm. Right. I see. Well, Jess, I suppose. Yeah. Thank Perfect. you for listening. Mm-hmm. If you liked our show, Thanks. Um, And we will see you again next week for more shenanigans.